Hey everyone, Riley here. We ran into a little bit of uh, some audio difficulty on the first part of this episode, Echo 39. Um, I learned that you probably shouldn't eat dinner while you record. That's, that's an important lesson uh, that I learned and you only need to learn once because listening to yourself eat is torture. So we had to cut out the first maybe 20 minutes of this episode. So I'm going to get you kickstarted right in here with our second song that we picked. Our first one was Melancholy Hill by the Gorillaz. Um, fairly popular. Go check it out. Uh, but second one we have lined up for you is called How Do You Sleep? It's by LCD Sound System. It's off their new album, American Dream. Enjoy. Like I said, mm-hmm. this feels a lot like, a lot like Bowie. Just in feel, yeah. it feels intergalactic. Oh, like yep. there's yeah, there's spaceships zooming around. There's a really starry synth in the background. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, well, how about that? <clears throat> wow, that was really. Uh, yeah. That would have been an insane intro track. Uh. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> their intro, the their first track on the album is absolutely mm. stereotypical LCD sound system, which <laughs> is to say, um, funky bassline, mm-hmm. some some keys of some kind, and it's awesome. <laughs> now, right when you get comfortable, they throw this at you. Uh huh. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, boy, that was a song about drugs about uh i think a, a friend of his that od'd on cocaine or had a terrible cocaine experience jeez okay um asking him how do you sleep um because of his addiction you know mm. man the song um, s- starts off almost like haunting it's it's mm-hmm. man it's really interesting which is uh adds another bowie element to it i feel like yeah 
Hmm. So how does this song play into the greater, like the overall album, especially with the album being called what? American Dream? American Dream. Yeah. Uh, absolutely a facetious album title, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not really indicative of the album itself. There's what? there's a track. No. Well, there's a track on there called Tonight, um, spelled spelled the shorthand way, of course, which is not all that shorthand, but um, <laughs> anyway, both the, the, the lyrics, vowels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. the lyrics on that one talk about how uh every pop artist is basically all pop songs nowadays are about what's happening tonight and Mm. and the impermanence of all your decisions and how life is basically to people that are that are embracing pop music how life has been boiled down to one night you know Mm. and um how the, I, I think that I think that's a good way to describe how this whole album handles the the theme of the American dream is that is that it's we've put the blinders on and have only looked at we've basically given up and and are are trying to live as much for one moment of of happiness at the cost of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um spending thirty thousand dollars on a wedding to have that perfect night. Oh um, my god. Oh, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirty grand? Yeah. For a night. Even if it's even if it's your parents' money, not yours. Like thirty thousand of anyone's money. Oh my god, just for... give me cash. Just yeah. give me cash. Right. Screw the wedding. I'll go get married at the courthouse. Yeah. If you're just willing to part with thirty K, by all means, don't let me stop mm-hmm. you. But Yeah, um, just drop it right into my bank account. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it's all in the pursuit of the perfect night. It's all in mm-hmm. it, of this Hollywood thing of trying to actually find that moment in movies where everything is just perfect. And um, yeah, but it never happens. You know, that's uh, that's one thing I've struggled with. Um, uh, and one thing that I don't know, it, it I kind of went not holding Caulfield. That's way too stereotypical. But I found myself catcher in, in the rye. <laughs> catcher in the rye type stuff. But I know I found myself like at parties or at even weddings and stuff like that, or even with certain people. And I look around, and I'm like, shouldn't this feel like more than it is? Like, yeah, is yep. when when I see these things portrayed, everyone is blissful, and you just can't help but get caught up in the bliss. And yet, I found myself in those moments where I'm like, hmm, I'm not, and. <laughs> Yeah, and for you know, you always have to wonder like, is it just me, or are we all just kind of pretending here, like trying to fake it just to make sure that it's as good as people think it should be? Yeah, and I have a hard time with that, and and I see it so often. Again, weddings are just really easy to pick on for this, but there's almost. I I went to my first wedding <clears throat> a couple months ago, just as like a random thing. I, I went. Whoa, you had never been to no. a wedding before. <laughs> No, no, no. I went to a wedding not as a guest. I went to a wedding as an employee, as a caterer. Um, oh. Yeah. And, wow. All right. Um, that was when I was I just – my my catering couple friend, friends, um, they just kind of randomly texted me. and I'm, Well, I invited them to dinner, and they said, no, we can't. We're hosting this. We're um, doing a wedding. But if you want, you can come to the wedding and – eat some food and hang out with us and see what we cooked. And I'm like, okay. But I ended up just working the event because I like <laughs> doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, 
but I got to observe for the first time a wedding completely from the outside. Not not yeah, just cool. not just as a groomsman or you know someone mm-hmm. that that has a clearer idea of the schedule, but as someone completely outside of it. Yeah, um, it's just concerned with the food and nothing else. Yeah, but you kind of get to be this silent observer, this background observer, and and there are just so many just patterns where it's like, especially at the, like the reception where it's like okay yeah. and then the michael jackson song comes on and the one person who's gonna michael jackson comes out and dances and everybody woos yeah and then a silly song comes out and then someone dances the silly dance and everyone laughs oh and, my god and then the rap song comes on and then people dance like as you know they're joking but they're doing oh my god I, i'm going to a wedding in like a week and a half and you're already making me annoyed mm. but that whole thing it's it's hard for me not and this is why you know my um not my friends, uh, Dan. Not my friend. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, Dan jokes <laughs> that I'm a that I'm a sociopath. Uh huh. Well, and I don't yeah. know if it's much of a joke. Yeah. Well, people joke that I'm a sociopath, and little moments like that where I'm at a wedding <laughs> kind of make me be like, "Am I a sociopath?" Because I'm looking around. And I'm like, are we <laughs> just I? on a Are we just on a script here? Is this just? Yeah. Are... Well, no. It feels like it. Yeah. It's like, am I okay? I'll laugh at the silly dance. Okay, you did the work. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Yeah, it's like, I. who are we kidding here? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I get you, man. Yeah. Mm. That's how I felt at all the high school dances, too. I'm just like, what, yeah. are we, what are we doing here? This place smells weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this place smells weird. My crotch itches. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's kind of like yeah. the, uh, the extent of my thoughts at those kind of things. Yeah. Anyway, that's my rant about the the American dream and how I've been. No, that's that's great. That's uh, that's as about as poignant of a rant as you can get on that <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. So just take that and expand it to every area of your life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um. Good stuff. But the thing is, about this wedding that I'm going to, is that I'm pretty sure. So they warned me that that nearly. Uh, they they emphasize nearly, so there mm. are a few things left off. But okay, nearly the entire LCD sound system discography is on the <laughs> wedding playlist, because these the people getting married are are absolute fanatics. <laughs> You're kidding me, really? Huh. So that means yeah, that means that I can't I can't drink a lot before they play all my friends because i'm gonna lose my shit if i'm drunk and i hear that song (laughs) yeah you are Um, (laughs) so i have to like keep it together until then huh do you think they'll play something great because it is one of the better songs even though it's weird for a way they they promised me that that the sound of silver in its entirety is somewhere (laughs) on the playlist so wow so you will get someone great huh yeah that's gonna be weird um I just don't I, I don't know what to do with that information. I'm kind of freaking out because there's a lot of LCD sound system that triggers a lot of like weird shit for me, hmm. and just because of uh, not 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 bad yeah. things, but good things, which yeah. which is fine I guess because I'm in a good spot and I'm going with good people and yeah, um, in- yeah it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. You for, know what, man. For, you should just take this and own it. You should just take it and own it. You should get a bit tipsy before all my friends, and you should freak out. And, yeah, I and, think I will. Yeah, and that, that'll that be the funny thing that people laugh at because that's at least like a genuine, authentic moment. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not just some weird cycle that you're on of like, oh, funky chicken's on. Guess uh, all. Oh god! If I have to, if I go to another fucking wedding mm-hmm. that either has either has the chicken mm-hmm. song or uh, the Cupid Shuffle or whatever the fuck that bullshit yeah, is. Yeah, Cupid Shuffle, Cha Cha Slide. Um, I am going to go ballistic. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna lose it. See, there's Whip Nene, uh, the Wobble. Uh, ooh, excuse me, Gangnam Style. <laughs> Gingham style. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It's all the – like, okay, so here's what I want to do at my wedding, all right? Okay. Um, yeah. I want to I kind of tailor the first part of the soundtrack to <laughs> a stereotypical wedding. Okay. To, like, what people are expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a very, very stereotypical kind of songs for – in the background before everything starts and then yeah, the ceremony. Yeah, John Legend, maybe stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. John Denver, um, you know, all the Johns. <laughs> yeah. Um Elton mm-hmm. John. Um <laughs> all the good stuff. Tiny Dancer for my first dance, whatever. You should do um, Tiny Dancer down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Um but then when people are like, Okay, uh, you play two songs mm-hmm. uh when you first get to the reception and nobody dances for the first two songs. Nope. Because nobody. the first song everyone's just kinda like listening. Like, oh, cool, music. This is mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. And then the second song, everyone's like, oh, everyone should dance. Somebody needs to get out and dance. <laughs> so the third song uh-huh. of the reception is going to be like Closer by Nine Inch Nails or something <laughs> like that. Something that just makes people upset. Something that does not fit. Because I want to... <sighs> uh, you suck at wedding foreplay, man. That's, uh, that's quite the tease operation. I want to be the ultimate letdown. <laughs> I'm, i want my wedding to be depressing as shit oh man wow i'm just kidding i mean just the kidding. gifts are on the table right so unless they're gonna, <laughs> so unless they're gonna like try and take them back on the way i out. no i will stand guard in front of the gifts <laughs> hmm. Hmm. no uh but i do think that closer will be played at my wedding at some point well yeah I think Ooh, that would a... be a good first dance song. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, I mean, it's appropriate. It's let's. Uh, I mean, yeah. Hmm. I'm just gonna cut a little bit of that in here because yeah, please why do. not, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> if you, for some reason, if you've listened to this podcast and you don't know who Nine Snails is, <laughs> yeah, then you're missing out on like ninety percent of life. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mm, I do want to wrap up. Uh, Thank you for the closer. Uh, I do want to wrap up the LCD Sound System song with a reading of one YouTube comment. Um, oh, yes, yes, please. Okay, so uh, this LCD Sound System song, it mentions cocaine. And like you said, it may or may not be about a friend's overdose. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. So someone, let's see. Well, uh, this isn't a listener. This isn't one of ours. A uh, YouTube viewer, <clears throat> Brian Ashton, says, let's talk about Donald Trump's cocaine habit. America loves a good scandal until it's about someone that supposedly everybody loves. Uh, what What do you gather from this? Okay, so let's talk about uh, Donald Trump's a, cocaine habit. Um, that's a different level of troll. Yeah, that's that's some depth because there's no way – I mean, he has a real-sounding name. The question's mm-hmm. phrased correctly, uses correct punctuation. This is, a, this is an advanced-level troll. Uh, advanced troll. Yeah, because he's asking a question that you're like, oh, you know, maybe there's something there. And then you're like, hold up. The premise here is. 
Anyway, uh, think on that for a bit. Let's let's talk about Donald Trump's cocaine habit. And uh, I'm gonna move on to my song with with you guys just hanging on. The, wow. Yeah. All right. Let's think You're gonna about that. do that. You're gonna do that to me. Am, I'm yeah. sitting here watching, contemplating Donald Trump's cocaine habit and watching Trent Reznor spin suspended right in front of a cow carcass that's been sawed in half. So I'm having a really weird existential moment right now. <laughs> what is, what is he doing that for? Right? It's the closer, mu- the closer music video. Oh yeah. It's like one yeah. of the greatest music videos of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. He's uh, gonna have to show that to his kids, sometime. <laughs> Balthazar, Lazarus, and Nova. That is so strange. Are going to have to watch this. Balthazar. Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, your song. Yeah, go ahead. What's up? Um, this one goes a lot with uh, what we've been talking about with the American Dream, uh, all that. I like, like I kind of said, I think we're kind of on the same wavelength. Um, because Melancholy Hill, you kind of know how that's a little tongue in cheek. Uh, the whole American Dream thing is tongue in cheek. So I, mm-hmm. I want to bring to the table uh, a new Bleachers song by the band Whoa. Bleachers. Yeah, uh, they have a new Back album. To Bleachers. Out. Yeah, back to bleachers. I'm in a good mood. Uh, so this bleacher song is "Don't Take the Money." say that musically this this probably isn't my favorite bleacher song um i do i do like a lot of the things that they did with this song with this album they they upped the pop level like so much yeah this they went from kind of a slightly more bare bones like almost a pop punk ish i don't know but this is like full-on pop like very poppy uh and yeah, I like it. It's it's easy to listen to. Um, but I guess what I like more about the song is is kind of what's behind it and how it came to be. Uh, because the lead singer, oh boy, his name I have it right here, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, Jack Antonoff. There we go. Mm. Uh, he has said in interviews that this was a very hard song for him to write and to finish, and it's something he's been thinking about for a long time. But he uh, just couldn't quite get it out the right way. Um, uh-huh. You know, who can relate to that, right? Yeah. Um, but he mentioned when he released this, or when he announced the song on his Instagram, he, he wrote this big, long post that he clearly wrote, like, when he was completely, like, frazzled and scatterbrained and sober, but still, like, you know, his, his mind was everywhere, and he wrote this big, long thing. Um, but for him, like, don't take the money, that's actually 
that's a phrase that he repeats in his head over and over. And that's, it's kind of a mantra of his that he'll say mm-hmm. throughout the day, throughout making decisions. And um, I'll read a little bit of an excerpt just to shine a little bit of light on what that means to him. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's probably not, it's not really like don't sell out. It's not that simple. Um, yeah. So he's, he's talking a little bit about um, entering this, this next phase of this next album and this next um stage of vulnerability and openness in his life um you know he's he's growing and developing and he's becoming more vulnerable and more ready to show himself to the world Uh, so he kind of talks about that as a preface and then he goes on to say um don't take the money is the front door to this house this house of you know transformation and stuff Mm -hmm. it's a it's a big strange house but this is how i believe it should be entered uh, don't take the money is something I say in my head a lot. It's not about actual money. It's about following a light, a, a gut feeling, not being, not following a deep gut feeling destroys your art and the people around you. <clears throat> Sorry, let me say that a little better. Um, not following a, ch- a deep gut feeling destroys your art and the people around you. So I say it in my head constantly, sometimes about something very specific relating to music, sometimes about a bigger question about marriage or depression point is it's become my phrase to stay on track specifically in don't take the money i'm talking about my relationship and then he kind of goes on so so yeah it's it's a it's a mantra to remind himself that he has grown and developed and he's in a new phase of his life where he strives Mm -hmm. to be honest and vulnerable and um to listen to his gut or at least to listen to his muses and not to ignore mm-hmm. them and shove them away because they've ruined so many of relationships in the past. Like ignoring mm-hmm. those gut feelings and those wants and needs and stuff has just ruined relationships. So he's like, you know, yeah. let's stop doing that. Like, yeah. let's be my best self and my most honest self. And, and let's see if that bears better fruit. So, um, that alone kind of sells me on the song. So yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's such a cool approach yeah. to, um, I love that he turned his personal mantra into a song <laughs> about yeah. kind of trying to explain what it is to him, I guess. And that's why it took so long for him to write it, especially because uh, for for it to be in the song, he made it about a specific subject, in this case, his relationship. So it's mm-hmm. like he's taking his most personal mantra and making it about his most personal relationship and then like burying it all out there. So, yeah, uh, good for him. Um, yeah yeah so good song um i also found out that in the meantime he produced a couple of the lord songs on the new track on the new album for lord and isn't she on this track is she where at um i think at the very end the last the last chorus no i think that's uh i think that's just a studio artist Maybe it is though. Even, even though, even though the lyrics say Jack Antoff and Lord Antonoff. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I just saw that. Did you just say I Lord saw... Antonoff? <laughs> oh yeah, it is her. Oh. You can hear it. Wow, cool. Yeah, uh, that's neat. Yeah, he produced the song uh, "Green Light" off of the 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 single oh. off of. Which I this actually sounds, this sounds like that song. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, not because in spirit. yeah, because he he made that song. So that's kind of yeah. neat. Um, I like that song personally. Greenlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it, it took a while for me it took me watching the music video and watching it live um mm. and then it clicked where i'm like oh oh okay mm-hmm. so mm, yeah don't take the money um do you have any mantras riley oh man um wow we're do, going there do you say mantras or mantras mantras okay but you do you do. Okay. I, I suppose in some situations they're more of a mantra. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my that mantra. Was, that was supposed to be really funny, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, kind of. Okay. Um, I guess I I I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to define mantra over, like words of advice i guess okay I, I don't know what else to say um as far as it's hard for me to differentiate between between um i, I don't know phrases that provide you with direction and mantras mm, okay i feel like mantras are like a few words yeah that make it that that you remind yourself of too um stay on track or to stay on whatever you're trying to get to um so I, i'm gonna give one of mine real quick and then i sure yeah and then i'll let you kind of stew on it because i think you probably have some um yeah. so one thing that i try to remind myself of and this has been about two or three years in the making that it's been a in my head a lot is the idea of zoom out um mm-hmm. when when you're in a situation where you are caught up in emotions you're caught up in the moments you're caught up in whatever it is um just i i just try to stop excuse me and remind myself zoom out um let's let's to to step back and just stop and and before you rage before you act before you ruin anything or or make decisions on who this person is or what the situation is stop and and try and picture the situation above your head and zoom out and, and think, okay, this, this is another individual person. What's going on there? Maybe what's some context around there? What's, what mm-hmm. don't I know about the situation? Maybe mm-hmm. what, what, you know, try to envision the spider web that launches out from that person's life that feeds into that specific moment and, and do the same thing for myself. Uh, you know, right now I'm receiving this and I might not be receiving it very well. What's happening? Zoom out zoom out what how am i today did i you know am i responding poorly because i didn't sleep well am i responding poorly because this is a sore spot for me but it might not be a sore spot for everybody like why what's happening here so yeah zoom out is something that i constantly try to remind myself you don't know the half of it you don't know the situation you don't necessarily know all the elements and if you don't know why assume the worst and why why assume the worst of anybody or any situation um when you don't know and if you never know then why assume the worst because then that just makes you bitter for the rest of the day like why not assume yeah no kidding why not assume something neutral why not assume why not give that person grace and be like you know what i bet they caught me off because they were just distracted (laughs) like because shit Mm -hmm. happens and sometimes i cut people off like little things like that and so I try to zoom out and I try to offer grace wherever I can. And if mm-hmm. I do find myself getting upset, um, I try to analyze that. And I try to I try to look at myself and poke myself and figure out why why it hurts when I poke it there. And why what, what caused this bruise 
that made me tender. And I try to zoom out before I, before I start acting or, or being upset. So Mm -hmm. zoom out. That's one of mine. Yeah. That's well, I guess that, that kind of makes more concise. One of, one of my things that I try and remind myself, um, just that anytime that I run into a situ- situation like that or am dealing with people that I don't know mm-hmm. intimately, you know, I uh, have to remind myself that I'm trying to think of how I word it to myself. I, I guess I just remind myself that everybody has a story. Mm. Everybody has, everybody comes from something, you know, everybody's coming from some situation that I have no idea about yeah. that I've never experienced or never seen or so, but to the same end of not assuming the worst in people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which has proven so valuable over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess as far as a mantra goes, it's like one that I, that, that I repeat all the time uh i mean i guess i try and remind myself i I don't try i do successfully (laughs) remind Mm -hmm. myself that i am i guess okay so i'm figuring this out as i'm talking (laughs) which is why everything is kind of disjointed and there's this whole bowl um, of noodles and there's a cat it's yeah yeah uh, yeah it's real tough there are two cats right now (laughs) because they're starving so they (laughs) give me attention Mm. um um just kidding, everybody. I fed my cats three hours ago. They're not actually starving. They just think they are. Yep. Um, typical. <laughs> so what I what I constantly tell myself, and it may not be as benevolent as some mantras, but um, and what I remind myself to try to project on other people is that you are owed nothing. Ooh, no I one like owes that. you anything for any reason. Life doesn't owe you anything. Yeah. God doesn't owe you anything. Nobody owes you anything ever for anything, yeah. no matter what. I like that. Um, and that it keeps me humble. I think is the main point of that. Mm. Um, because no matter how much do-goodery you try in your life, mm-hmm. it's not gonna. There isn't a currency that that builds up that is going to allow you to live some charmed life, you know, because you've been such a nice person. Mm-hmm. So you have to find other motivation for being a good person besides personal gain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because regardless of how you act, you're owed jack shit at the end of the day. Yeah. For it. And when you're born, you're owed nothing. Yeah. And when you die, you owed nothing. So finding the, finding the value therein is is your life's work basically (laughs) for me anyway yeah which is super easy because i think there's value to be found everywhere um yeah but that's one that i um i repeat to myself fairly frequently that and reminding myself that that just because i don't understand something doesn't mean that there's an explanation for it oh yeah like your tattoo yeah exactly like the, yeah. The, nothing is under any obligation to make sense to you there's yeah. just because there's something that happens that that you can't explain with physical evidence doesn't mean that there is an explanation for it that's comprehensible hmm. Hmm. 
And I think the combination of those two really um, keeps me uh, keeps me humble and honest and and appreciative of everything that happens. Yeah. Because who knows? You yeah. know. <laughs> it also pretty much goes against like any major world religion. Like even karma is completely under the bus. Like with the idea. Yeah. Of, like you're not owed anything, even if you do good things. So it's like, nope. So karma is like out. <laughs> yeah. There's no, no one's accruing treasures by being good, you know? Yeah. And I like, I mean, I like the concept of karma. I do. I appreciate it. I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I also think people, I also think people have to be realistic or it's just as valuable to, to not be rewarded for being a good person. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, the the bad thing because about karma is it creates the incentive system, which is exactly which is you should busted. just want to be good. Yeah, yeah. Which I do. Um, yeah. I mean, and I know a lot of other people do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do because of religious motivation and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't change the end goal. I guess that's that's a much deeper philosophical yeah, yeah. philosophical <laughs> debate than than I was bargaining to get into, but. Mm. Um, all from a bleachers song <laughs> yeah wow nice work on that one thanks Jeez. man yeah i'm on it um well so that I, I think this fits well into a song that i've been listening to a lot lately one that i think we may have visited before mm, okay if not we've at least mentioned it um but it just it has been really clicking with me um and it's not quite as sappy as another one that I have uh, that <laughs> I'm just going to have to – it's going to be like a guilty sort of thing. Okay. Um, hi, kitten. Hello. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? Um, so, god damn it. There we go. So this, this fits well into, I don't know, healthy mental spaces, I guess. Oh, I love this song. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, so I think we've only mentioned this song. I don't think we've actually played it. I th- um, well, I think we paired it up. We said like these four songs in a row are really good. True. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we didn't play all of them. So this track is called lost my head. It's all one word lost my head. Uh, and it's by the 1975. Okay, so when I, when you first told me about this song, mm-hmm. before I had ever heard it, uh, you showed me another, another 1975 song first. Okay, was it "If I and Believe You" or? I don't think so. I think it was uh, "Please Be someone Naked" else or oh, someone else. else. Oh, okay, yeah, good song. Um, and I was like, 
that was still at a point in my life when I was confused about pop music, whether I could like it or not. <laughs> uh huh. And so I was like, oh, I've kind of I've heard this a lot. Um, I don't know if I like it. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, wait, wait, wait. Let me show you a couple of the songs. <laughs> and I was expecting something similar to somebody else, which I now love. Um, oh, good, good. You showed me "Lost My Head" and "If I Believe You" and "Please Be Naked." Please be naked. Mm-hmm. And they're some of the most gorgeous songs ever written. Yeah, they're I think. really pretty. <sighs> Just really so pretty. so. Um, I I don't know. Transcendental, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> on a damn and... pop album, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. My surprise. Yeah. Uh, when you first shared them with me, mm. and so it comes up every now and then in in my life, and reminds me of of simple simple beauty, simple pleasures, and simple things. Um. Because it is just that. It's so minimal and and not over exaggerated, under exaggerated even. Yeah, yeah. But it, it it's so effective and so incredible. Um that I think it, it's just a good speaking of mantras, it's just a good thing to <laughs> to have as a reminder, you know. Yeah. That this kind of thing exists. This kind of song exists on a pop album. Yeah, yeah. Um and like if anything it makes you feel better you're like music's okay music's alive like this yeah. song is recent and exactly yeah. yeah just serves as a yeah as a good reminder that artists are still out there creating unique wonderful things um and so i there was an opportunity this week where i i was kind of sitting around um with another person and it was like music had kind of run out and I always, I always like to have music playing because it's, it's always a good opportunity to share a part of yourself, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I was kind of, was racking my brain, you know, when you get really excited to share your music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was racking my brain for something that fits with a lot of what I like, but also fit the mood of like positivity and, and wordlessness, I guess, or, or. Um, nice sparse sparse verbiage i guess (laughs) okay Um, and i remembered this one and i i couldn't have been happier with the pick because it just it just fit exactly with everything that Mm. i needed um which it so often does when i listen to it i guess Uh, yeah wow it's tricky it's great it's a tricky song to share because Mm -hmm. it's like so when is uh when is the song gonna start? You know, like yep. when is yeah, right. <laughs> so is this a big long intro to something? It's like where's, no, no, no. Where's this the is, hook? Yeah, it's like no, this is it. There's some words, yeah. kind of. Yep. But it also could very well not have any words. Yeah. Yeah. And and be just as good because it's more of an instrument than it is a vehicle for any. Yeah, grand message or anything. It, it's cut in the exact middle of the soundscape. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not popping out by any means. It's not super clear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So almost, anyway, uh, this is so good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, that was kind of the reaction I had to it again. Yeah. The, this week when I listened <laughs> to it because I hadn't heard it in a while, for, for maybe a couple months. 
Mm. Um, and I, it now and forever will have a sort of nostalgic effect for me oh. of, of listening to it. Oh man. And I'm, I'm listening to please be naked right now. Oh, which that's I'm so good. Just put a little bit of that in here <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, please do. Um, I, it just like these two songs put together, just bring me to a, a recent time, but a different time of self-reflection and all that. Um, when mm. I was finally starting to feel comfortable operating as my own person, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was, these songs were definitely there for that metamorphosis or whatever it is. Um, yeah. It kind of just puts me in a, puts me in a, a different place. Um, very, very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. Just, these guys, I don't know. So, so much weight for a pop album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like he knew it <laughs> when he, yeah. when he wrote it and finished it and put it out there. I think he knew. Um, yeah. I mean, exactly even, what he was even giving it a title, like, I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet. So unaware of it. Like, yeah, you've got oh, it. Man. That, yeah. that is not a pop album title. No, no. It's like, nope, you know what you're doing. That's, that's way that's closer not to post rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for bringing the song back. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just couldn't help it. It's so fitting and so good for, for this week. Mm. Man, this, uh, <clears throat> so I, I spent my weekend out in Cook City. Um, oh, nice. Which is kind of a, it's a small town, I don't know, two, three hours south of my town. Uh, yeah. It's technically in Montana, but you have to go through Wyoming. It's real close to Wyoming, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's right on the border. Like, the cabin was in Wyoming, Cook City was in um, Montana. And yeah, it's just depending on, you're just driving down the highway and you're switching states all over the place. Um, but uh, I went with a married couple, my catering friends who have, who are becoming pretty much main characters in my life, to be honest. Um, yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. They're, man, they're just, they have so much to offer. And, and despite the fact that they're a bit younger than me, I think they're 23 or 24. Um, you know, they're, they have that youthful energy where they can just go all day and they're down for whatever. And their expectations aren't like super high. Like they're, they're just so easygoing. Uh, but at the same time, they're just really clever and fun people, and they ask good questions, which is important. Um, but I was out with those people, with uh, those two, and Austin, um, and we spent so much time just driving and listening to music and singing and dancing, and and it's just um, I don't know. It, the whole weekend kind of brought me back to like remember things, like remember when things were just kind of like this. Like remember, mm -hmm. remember when things were just a bit simpler and things were um, mm -hmm. just a bit more pure. I guess that's kind of what it felt like. Where it's like, no, we're all just here, and we don't really have a schedule, and we're not worried about if we're spending too much money or if we're missing out on work or if whatever. Um, and and it was just so nice, and everybody was just so open, and and I don't know. There's this isn't leading up to anything, but. Um, it was just nice, especially to see, like, um, I don't know. Like, I can be pretty reserved, especially in group settings, especially when I'm tired or hungry or whatever. I can just clamor up. It's, it happens, I promise. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, and then the same could be said yeah. for, <laughs> I promise I don't always talk. Uh, but the same could be said for Austin where he, he, um, can get very quiet in a group, uh, situation and stuff. He's, he's least likely to like pipe up and, and be the center of attention or to be the yeah. one calling all the shots. Uh, it's just not mm-hmm. really, he's, he's a very good right hand man. He's very good at helping you. He's very good at, um, encouraging you and uh, f- figuring out logistics of stuff. He's a smart character. Um, which is incredible and very necessary, and I love it, and I love that role that he plays. Um, but even just seeing him open up and being um, just just uh, not vulnerable. What's the word? Himself, I guess. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh-huh. Uh, well, that's that's vulnerability. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like him being just open and and vulnerable and and uh, you know talkative and and making more yeah just just being more outward about what he usually keeps in and it was really nice and it just kind of reminds me again which i don't really need reminders but it's just nice to have a reminder of like oh yeah like this is why we're such good friends because like when we're both in good places like we are just it's just like this really cool thing we just get along so well um yeah so anyway this weekend really just brought out the best in all of us and mix that with some clean air and lots of exercise and lots of good food and lots of sunshine. Mm-hmm. And that's what, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know that, I guess that explains why we're friends. Cause to me, that's what, those are the, those are the moments that are worth living for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> those are the, those are the ones worth putting the energy into recreating and creating and, and finding yourself in those situations more often. Yeah. Um, that those are the, the moments that are worth, devoting your free time to and devoting your time and energy to yeah yeah and it always is and i i do it a lot more than i used to and you know i'm not even gonna say i wish i did it more because that's just like giving up like no i'm doing it like i'm doing Mm -hmm. it and um i'm thankful for it and it's it's good it's good uh yeah and i don't know if it would have I don't know. I can't help but wonder if I had done this a year ago before I had spent more time on mental hygiene, before I had got more on my feet, before I had, um, yeah, I guess found my balance, my center again. I, I can't help but wonder if, if I hadn't done all that, would I have found myself in the cabin or in the road trip up and looked around and seen everybody singing and dancing and having a good time? And, and would I have said, eh, I don't get it. I don't get it. These people, yeah. these people are just doing a script. This is what you're supposed to do. This is a fun weekend at the cabin, and you put on the '90s hip hop, and everybody dances. And mm. I, I can't help mm-hmm. but wonder, like, it, you know, has it? Is it me? You know, it. it, it I don't know. It just makes me wonder yeah. how different this would That's have pretty, been a year ago. Pretty counterintuitive to your your tirade earlier. It is, and <laughs> well, and that's exactly it. Uh, yeah. It. I don't know. I think there's something to be learned from uh, the the American dream. Uh, I guess it's just best to learn from its failures, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in the same way you learn from your parents, learn from learn from what your parents were trying to be, <laughs> and and yeah. and from their good days and their best times, and and take that and remember that and learn from that instead of mm-hmm. instead of remembering that all in all it may have been mediocre, <laughs> like yeah i don't know hmm yeah any thoughts (laughs) 
Lots of thoughts. Because um, mm. I've been finding myself in that situation recently mm. where I'm finding it more and more comfortable to kind of let go and embrace those kinds of moments. Yeah. Um, because I'm usually completely extracted from situations and um, to my detriment, I'm sure. Um, but I have the, I have a bad habit of taking that jaded kind of point of view that you have, you had adopted as far as, Oh, and I still adopt it for know, a lot of weddings and school dances. Yeah. For, yeah. For many, many feels, things. Yeah. It feels forced and fake and, and you just don't buy into yeah, it. Yeah. And I still have that a lot. Um, I'm not trying to say that I've somehow like overcome that over the course of the episode. Yeah. No, yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't even, I haven't even yeah. begun to overcome that. Yeah. But that being said, that being said, I mean, what's the harm of, of these kinds of moments, you know, even, even if it feels to us, to outsiders, Mm -hmm. even if it feels like it's painted on and, and, and possibly quite possibly fabricated to some (laughs) extent. Yeah. Yeah. What's the problem? Um, aside from, I mean, aside from fakeness being, being a detriment to society. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, but, these situations are entirely innocuous and and people have fun in all sorts of different ways and maybe maybe you and i just don't get it Mm -hmm. um which is very possible um yeah but also these moments have extreme value to other people yeah um you know and and that's not to say that's not to say that i think that Investing thirty thousand dollars to have the perfect <laughs> no. wedding is worth no, 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 it. No, 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 no. I think that's a, no. I think that's entirely asinine and dumb. Yeah, I think I think that in order to extract as much value, as much emotional value from an event like that, you should minimize the monetary value of it because then you're appreciating everything that you have. I don't know. Yeah, that's just. But yeah, that's my. That's kind of my approach to life in general. So. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's not an agreeable stance, but um, I I don't know. I, I find myself a little further back on the bridge to crossing this sort of gap that you were able to take care of this weekend. <laughs> yeah, just just for once. It's just it's for really once. just for once. It's rare enough that I notice when it happens and I like kind of like had this moment of like, should I be having this much fun? And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. And yeah, and who's to say that you shouldn't? Yeah, besides yourself. You yeah. Know? And if you're, yeah, I and don't I, know. If if you're having that much fun and you're not disrupting somebody else's yeah fun and disrupting somebody else's happiness, then there's no harm. Yeah, and yeah, I, but I see what you mean, and I definitely would would never ask you to give up your jadedness, and I certainly have not given up mine because um man, there's so many more things to be jaded about. Like how everything that makes anyone happy needs to be turned into a business somehow. (laughs) Especially weddings. Like, man, the number of people who make money off of weddings these days. Oh yeah. Can we, can we rant a little bit about how many pictures need to be taken of us during stages of our life these days? Like, 
Ugh. Like there are pregnancy photos now, like for when you get pregnant and then there's gender reveal and then there's late pregnancy. And then there's once you actually get the babies, there's photos. Oh yeah. And before that there was marriage and engagement and, Oh yeah, and there was first look at the bride, and then there was her putting on her dress. There's there's like so many pictures that are just like mandatory now for yeah. for like a, a quote wedding and and a quote family. Like, what's what's with that? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying not to blame it on vanity, mm, but mm. it's hard for me not to. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely partially just photographers being like well how else can we make money <laughs> like well it and, seems like people are willing to throw a lot of money at this thing maybe we and, can just get a little bit more <laughs> and certainly fueled by people's thirst for facebook likes oh yeah. for sure yeah so i think vanity is a factor like I, oh my my wedding album on facebook got three thousand likes oh that's yeah. a lot of likes yeah you know what cool. uh, you know... like what <laughs> what does that mean what does uh, it mean we're back on it. I love it. Um, you know what? You know what kind of disappoints me, and, and which makes me think I might be a failure in life. I don't mm-hmm. think I have like a, a, a cute little blonde seven-year-old girl to be my flower girl. I don't think there's one of those Ooh. in my. I mean, like, yeah, sure, our family. Son of a bitch. I know. I know. So I'm. I, I'm screwed, I man. Of that. Who's gonna dance with the bride when she's in her dress and the kid is oh, still holding no. a flower basket? You know. Oh, that. That's mm. a moment that you can't have a wedding without. So basically, your wedding's going to be a moot point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I need to like rent a yeah. rent an Arian. Um, although. <laughs> uh huh. What were you saying? <laughs> Go on. Are we are we out of the woods on that yet? Well, I guess by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, sure. You can just go to Charlottesville and find one. Um, yeah, right. I, I, I on a very very brief. Uh, side note: I will happily do your wedding for you. Um, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> second, secondly, um, before before you even have a chance to think about the implications of that, um, I think that I'm going to have to use a flower cat. A flower cat. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's going to have to happen. Oh my! Oh my! It's better than a ring bearing cat. Well, I've got two cats. Oh no. <laughs> Lily gets the ring, right? Because she's like Yeah, yeah. well she's the princess. Yeah, of course. Pavel's wow. just fat and obnoxious, so yeah. he'll just be able to like run around and sprinkle yeah. flowers everywhere. What a lard butt. Um Oh man, that's so really speaking funny. Of, speaking uh-huh. of weddings. Okay. Speaking of speaking of just like romance in general. Where are we going, man? Things. This is Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is a great episode. This, this is, is great. This is, yeah, <laughs> I I have not felt more therapeutic or tipsy in a long time. So this is great. Um, yeah, keep it going. <laughs> speaking of weddings, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I guess just romance in general. Oh, okay. Um, this song came up this week, and mm. this is this is my it. Okay, so before you listen to it, mm-hmm. while you're pulling it up, um. Because I'm guessing this is the first time you've heard this. Interesting thumbnail. Okay. Um, yeah, no kidding. Um, before you press play, mm-hmm. it is the music video, his persona, his style of music is every stereotype that I absolutely have <laughs> discussed for. This guy is so okay. hipster. Yeah. Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. Um and 
it's everything that I should hate. It's everything <laughs> that, that should trigger all sorts of negative feelings and emotions and and reactions to. Mm-hmm. It should disgust me. This man has a canteen and suspenders. Yeah. Yep. And a Dundee and, and a hat. guitar. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Mm. I know precisely what you mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then you listen to it, and you listen to what he has to say in it. And I know that a lot of people, like, this kind of music, singer-songwriter kind of trendy indie music, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that about indie music is that oh well they're you know it, the lyrical content is great I yeah love it. yeah i completely disagree with that statement because i don't think that a lot of early 20 somethings have a whole lot to say about what it was like to mine copper in the 1800s <laughs> which is seems to be what they like to talk about yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. this song however uh what is it, <laughs> it oh yeah yeah, I suppose I suppose I should tell you what we're listening to. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the artist here is Joe Pug, uh, and it's spelled just like P-U-G, just yeah. like the dog. Um, and the song is called Hymn 101. Uh, everything about this should annoy me. <laughs> I, as, I mean, just looking at it as a whole and the song title and everything should be awful. <laughs> I mean, he has a small guitar, and uh, yeah, but he's actually a good guitarist, to, though, huh? What he has to say in it is, I, I mean, I have used this song a lot in my in my romantic life, um, as far as kind of trying to voice my my experience, um. And, and just, I mean, just life advice in general. So let's just take a listen to it. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, yeah, here it is. Hymn 101 by Joe Pug. Yeah, I've come to know the manger that you sleep in. I've come to be the stranger that you keep. I've come from down the road and my footsteps never slowed. Before we met, I knew we'd meet. Before we met, I knew we'd meet. And I've come here to ignore your cries and heartaches I've come to closely listen to you sing I've come here to insist that I leave here with a kiss I've come to say exactly what I mean And I mean so many things And you've come To know me stubborn as a butcher And you've come to know me thankless as a guest. But will you recognize my face when God's awful grace strips me of my jacket and my vest and reveals all the treasure in my chest? But I think the real profound part of this song comes in uh, just like one of the verses and and maybe a couple other little tidbits that I like here and there but one of the things that I usually kind of grab onto is this song is his mm. 
concept or his lyrics where he talks about uh, the more I buy, the more I'm bought. I was just the looking at that I'm verse. Bought, the less I cost. Yeah. I, and that... that to me is is just is more profoundly put than any goddamn hippie indie artist could ever have come up with. Yeah. The more I'm <laughs> the more I buy, the more I'm bought, and the more I'm bought, the less I cost. That's just a good verse, the whole verse. And I've come yeah. to meet the legendary takers. I've only come to ask them for a lot. Oh, they say I come with less than I should rightfully possess. I say the more I buy, the more I am bought. And the more I'm yep. bought, the less that I cost. Wow, that is really good. Right? Um, I had that See? verse highlighted as you as you brought that up, that verse. It was like highlighted, and I'm like, I need to talk about this. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It is so good. It's so self-aware and and i and profound for what you would expect from from this kind of music you know um and then okay and then there's the last couple parts here Mm -hmm. of the song that i that i also adopt a lot yeah let's listen to that real quick yeah sure so it's this it's this concept that he talks about um and (laughs) it's it's hard to i i don't know it's hard for me to really um put very uh Mm. hold on i'm trying to think of the word it's hard for me to put in an articulate way i guess Mm. um but these last few verses I have I have kind of attached to my romantic experiences in the past um, of this concept of before we met I knew we'd meet and mm. and um, <laughs> I, I mean I, I feel like I feel like this would be up for other people to decide and not me but uh, you've come to know me stubborn as a butcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's great imagery to me. Um, <laughs> but also like probably very fitting for me. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just like, it's, he tries to include some romanticism here and, uh, very successfully, I think, or at least successfully on my level. Um, but it's, it just touches so well on this feeling of, uh, on the, uh, before we met, I knew we'd meet. Yeah. It, it just, it articulates this feeling of just knowing when something's working. Yeah. Um, of, of being able, being able to trust your gut feeling and being able to not take the money, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To bring that in, uh, of being able to ignore everything else, but your gut feeling on yeah. what's happening. And when you meet somebody and, and get to know somebody and you feel like I knew this would happen. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that's profound. I mean, I, I know it's, I know it's cheesy. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's, it fits so well into this solo acoustic singer songwriter style, but yeah. on the flip side, it's so true. It's so fitting for, for you. If, 
if you've had these kinds of experiences before um yeah and you've been waiting to you've been waiting to find or to experience this organically and not just think that this is supposed to happen and try to apply it to your situation yeah rather rather think it first feel it first and then be like oh hey this applies um hmm. yeah so I think I think this is a, it, it articulates well a sort of that gut reaction you have to things that you know are right or at least worth your energy. Yeah, yeah man, it covers a lot of ground. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> I mean cliches or what. Uh, Dan has a very good quote for this that I can never remember, but um, <laughs> cliches exist for a reason and mm -hmm. just like stereotypes yeah yeah and you know especially for for people like you and i where we have a bit of wanderlust a bit of adventure in us we have lots of part of lots of parts of us that are reaching out you know mm -hmm. and i mean that's that's anyone right a lot of people are reaching yeah. out but it's really hard to identify you know if you do stop and you do zoom out, it's really hard to identify like, what am I reaching out for? What is my, what is my soul reaching out for? What am I, what is my body wanting right now? You know, it's, it's one thing to realize like, huh, you know, I haven't had a good vegetable in a week and maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah that's an easy thing to fix. Yeah. Where it's to like, identify. but I've, I've had that, you know, I've, I've had weeks where my diet was bad enough that I found myself in a, in a shaky place or where I was uh, just felt a bit uncomfortable or mm -hmm. felt a bit off. And I've actually had to stop and be like, wait, I haven't had any like fresh vegetables in a couple days. I bet if I had some mm -hmm. fresh vegetables, that would change my everything. And you mm -hmm. know what? Usually it does. And mm -hmm. um, and it's easier to identify those physical ones uh, because our body's good at telling us those things in in ways that we understand. Uh, you know, for the most part, um, mm -hmm. sometimes it fails. But but when it comes to the emotional side, what you're reaching out for emotionally. That takes so many more years of, of training and um, cognitive behavioral therapy or yeah. psychotherapy. It takes and, and and meditation and it takes years to start to understand what it is that your spirit is yearning for, and what mm -hmm. it is that your mind and your emotions, and that other that subconscious of you, what that's yearning for. And I mean, it, I think that this song kind of breaches that in a way, and the idea of saying. I knew I would meet you before we met. Um, mm -hmm. it, I bet you never articulated that before you met. I, I bet you never said out loud, you know what? Like <laughs> right now there's someone out there. It, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, once it happens that it's always been happening, but mm -hmm. prior to that, you didn't know. So it's kind of this weird revelation of something you've always known. And, yeah. um, that's weird and that that can yeah. be humbling too because you're like whoa there's this whole other part of me that apparently part of me is aware of but not necessarily actively <laughs> um yeah so that's that's kind of what that makes me think of it's just this whole how how you can surprise yourself with your wants and with everything and and i think i don't know maybe the closest comparison i can make is how some people it takes until they're like 40 to realize maybe they're not straight um, yeah, or or yeah, maybe okay. maybe they're not maybe they're not the gender that they've been ascribed, and and for some people it takes most of their life to make this mm -hmm. realization, and then as soon as they realize it, they're like, oh, 
duh. Like, I've yeah. known this all along. Um, anyway, that's what that reminded me of. I have a lot of yeah. I have a lot of things today, I guess. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's good. That means we've been listening to stuff that's really poignant, I yeah. guess, or really resonating with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are running long, so um, what uh, any any closing thoughts? Anything else that we missed or ends you want to wrap up? You know, I I mean, nothing in particular. Just I I don't know. I just like I <laughs> I put I'm you in a on really, the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm I'm just in a really kind of kind of appreciative and and reflective sort of mood. So mm-hmm. I mean, just appreciate what you have and 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 uh enjoy what you're given and and ask for nothing more you know Mm -hmm. um and take care of what you're given Mm -hmm. uh and that can be enough yeah Uh, that that can be enough to do everything that you need that you need to do and that you like to do um so yeah and and nothing nothing quite like music to communicate that i guess yeah and I would just say, um, yeah, if you find yourself in a cynical situation, like I so often do, where I'm being cynical and I'm being jaded, uh, zoom out. Zoom out. Maybe it's yeah. not uh, – maybe it's just you. Or maybe it's not you, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay for it not to be you. It's okay for the situation not to have – it's okay that it's not hitting you right because it's not meant for you. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Happy wedding season, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, it's too smoky here. I've, I saw a couple of pictures of weddings that took place this last weekend. And yeah, they were great. St- can't, even, can't even see them. Yeah, they were still outdoor weddings because, well, they booked an outdoor venue, you know, eight months ago. Yeah, before so, there were, like, 300,000 acres of fire nearby. Yeah, our whole state is on fire, guys. Please, like, send help. Like, it's so yeah. bad. It's so worst I've ever seen. So. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, um it's been good, man. Uh yeah. If you guys want to join in the conversation, listeners, you guys, um which please, we strongly encourage it. It's great. Uh but you can always find us on Twitter at Echopod, um on Instagram at Echo Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Riley, you're oh boy. Yeah, just just tweet us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just it just at, at Echopod. Echopod. You'll, we'll you'll find, find you. us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Have a good night, everyone.